Hello everybody, happy 2024. This is Layla up at the top of the show saying, uh, Mortified the Friendship Quest will be back. Uh, or rather are back. This conversation about Amina Al-Sarafi, uh, a book by S.A. Chakraborty, was actually recorded a couple of months ago and just never made it up uh, because of the same reason that we've been gone for so long, which is that real life got in the way. But it's a new year. Our schedules have rearranged a little bit, and Aaron and I are so excited to be back on a bi-weekly basis for now. Um, so we will be posting episodes every two weeks, uh, and then perhaps at a later date, we might go back to our weekly schedule, depending on how things go this year. But either way, we're super excited to be back, super excited to be hanging out with each other again. And I just want to say for the couple of folks uh, that have reached out and sent us really lovely messages about the show, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciated hearing that folks uh, <laughs> just like hearing us hang out and we're happy to be providing that time again for you in the new year. Have a lovely time. Please enjoy this episode. And if you love us, uh, please don't hesitate to leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes just to <laughs> help us make it look like the show is alive. Uh, here we go. Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm Falco Balalamapet? Bapalabalet? That's this me. Week, <laughs> this week, we swashbuckle across the Indian Ocean in Shanna Chakramborty's Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi. Before we try super hard not to be horny for our demon husband, remember you can help us on Mortify the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for a monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. It's been a while since we ch checked in on uh, Mrs. Uh, Shan Chakraborty. It has been. It's been, it's been a bit uh, since uh, the City of Brass tore us open and left us out to bleed. Yeah. You know, that was... I feel like the City of Brass trilogy, the David Bad trilogy, was like one of those things that like we started talking about um, before we started doing the podcast and like Twitter DMs, um, and like you and, and famously our Mortified episode was us like doing the last like the the City of Gold or whatever, uh, Empire of Gold, mm -hmm. and just like we I think like we had both like just finished it, and it was just like completely nonsensical just like screaming about books and like that's good shit that's what shannon chakraborty does to a motherfucker she truly what a writer and i remember when she started tweeting um back in you know back in the good old days of twitter yeah when people tweeted yeah when people tweeted i remember she started tweeting she was doing a pirate book and both of us were freaked the fuck out we were so mm -hmm. excited she would like occasionally talk about the research she was doing and it just sounded very fun and you and i are nerds but yeah um so you know, this book recently came out. I think it was, what, March of this year? Mm-hmm. It came out, um, I think, right around the same time as Babel. Oh, that was... Babel was last year. Um, Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking on uh, internet. It looks like February 28th, 2023 is when uh, Al-Sarafi came out. So it's been, you know, a while. It's for us to, to get around to it. But, you know, I'm we just did. I, know I, I managed to, to get through it this week. And um, it was great, I think. I thought, I thought it was really fun. Oh, I had a great time. Uh, I was thoroughly charmed by Amina. It's just nice to read a book 
that like like don't get me wrong i love the david bad trilogy but it wasn't like funny this book is funny right you know the thing about david bad and that you know you can listen to us kind of talk about this in in our um empire of gold uh episode but like David Bad is like a very complex, like political and magical system, right? There's like different kinds of um, deva that uh, hail from different deva countries. Um, there's like like six different factions of deva, and they all have like different rules and stuff. Um, and like, there's a lot of like grappling with what it means to you know wield power and and like what what um, redemption looks like after you've committed atrocities. Uh, and there's really not much of that in here. This one's just kind of like you know, bouncing around various islands doing pirate shit. <laughs> doing magical pirate shit. Um, That's right. You know, and Amina is, like, such a fun lens. <coughs> Amina's lens is just, like, so fun because she's just... First of all, I really liked the fact that a lot of the story... It's almost like you're starting with the sequel because Amina's retired and has been for a decade. And so you have to kind of piece together what happened that led to her retiring and sequestering herself from her comrades. Right. And uh, the truth of it is, like, pretty tragic, but also there's, like, a lot of fun like mystery to it because she did genuinely have fun before the big tragedy and Mm -hmm. how like her demon husband ties into it and how her daughter ties into it and how it's all connected to this like woman who shows up at her house and blackmails her and you know i i thought it was really fun and we'll talk about the the very very ending but the reveal of who the scribe is um did make me very emotional i thought it was very sweet it was nice, yeah. So the, the story opens with um, this scribe, Jamal, um, who is, like, taking a, a, the the history of, of Amina al-Sarafi and, like, talking about the people he interviewed and, you know, getting getting the story directly from Amina herself. Um, and basically it starts out with um, Amina. You know, she is a mom in her early 40s. Uh, basically, like Layla said, retired from a life of pirate adventures after some sort of disaster, you know, broke up her crew. We don't exactly know what. But she and her mom and her daughter just kind of live like a pretty humble life in what is now Oman. Um, and basically, she's just kind of like her daughter's like 10 years old. Um, her daughter, whose name is Marjana. Um, uh, Marjana, that's right. Um, and, you know, she's just like, I don't want my daughter to, you know, deal with all the, the stuff that happened to me. Um, you know, my mom is still mad at me for the time that I disappeared when I was a teenager and then came back 15 years later, um, uh, a pirate lord, um, a and, pirate lord with a baby. Yeah. Wild, wild shit. Um, but yeah, basically what happens is like, you know, the book opens with her rescuing two idiot children, um, who try to summon a, a demon from a swamp. Uh, and then because of that, um, this lady, uh, Salima, who's like a, like a rich noble woman, basically, um tracks her down and she's like hey uh i heard that you are the legendary pirate queen uh, amina al-sarafi and amina's like no that's not me uh and then her her daughter comes down and she's like mom uh why do we have guests and she's like oh that's weird uh i thought you said you didn't have kids and amina's like uh i'll kill you and then she's like no you won't because i'll give you a million dinar if you can rescue my granddaughter dunya uh, who has been kidnapped by a Frankish mercenary wizard named Falco Palamanestra, I believe mm-hmm. is how you say his name. Whose name Amina cannot pronounce, and it is so fucking funny every time. <laughs> it's pretty good. 
Um, I think it is also just for me, Falco. There's only one Falco uh, in my canon, which is, of course, the guy from Star Fox. So, of course, yes. Um, it's just kind of a funny. Is that who you were picturing the entire time as he was doing his wizard? No, I mean, no, I was picturing like a Spanish like conquistador, basically, but that's. It's a little that's actually too early. This this takes place I think sometime after the Second Crusade, so like 1100s I want to say, early uh, 1100s. 12th century, yeah. Yeah. So, um anyway, the reason that um I mean it actually takes this job besides the 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 million dollars uh dinar um is that the daughter who is kidnapped um is the daughter of her um former crewman uh, Asif who uh you know we was one of the reasons that the the crew broke up uh you know his death which we'll find out about um later on in the book um but you know she agrees and she's like okay well I'll get my crew together you know I'll even if you, I'll maybe I won't like get the girl but I'll at least figure out if she's alive or whatever and you can pay me some fraction um so she goes she goes goes together her crew and finds her boat which is the the Marawati um and her she's got two crewmates that she she's able to pick up uh one is dahlia the poisoner and the other is tinbu who is her first mate um do you have thoughts on dahlia and tinbu is it dahlia i thought it was delilah where's my copy of the book flip open to a random page in the back it's delilah no way d-a-l-i-l-i-a there's no way hold on stopping the podcast this can't be her name <laughs> it is delilah shit d-a-l-i-l-a delilah fuck okay uh yeah wow well delilah um uh-huh yeah who do you prefer dahlia or uh I'm sorry. uh-huh <laughs> what are your thoughts on delilah and tinbu i want you to know i'm fucking keeping this in <laughs> yeah this sucks <laughs> I, I, they're both chaos monsters. I love them. So Delilah just does poisons, but in her middle age, her eyesight's going a little bit. So all her experimenting with poisons is even weirder and she won't tell anybody what's in any of them and won't, she's very secretive of the whole affair. And it's just with like complete resignation that everyone just like i think there's a scene where amina is like eating dinner next to her experimenting with poisons and it's just with complete resignation it's just this is how she is Mm -hmm. we're this is what we're working with love her to death don't know a single thing about her and that's fine like delilah's not even her real name and you don't find out her real name it's just it it doesn't matter it doesn't exist um right um and and you know she's just like kind of she's like kind of a a very prototypical like side character for me which is like okay we have somebody who's like there for the main character to bounce off of and be friends with and they have like one neat trick uh, <laughs> and that's all you really need for a side character and, and uh, delilah's uh ability is um poisons and explosives and that's all you really need poisons and explosives and then uh in terms of tinbu he's also a little chaos monster uh, he has been the one that's been keeping the the Marawadi like in shape and seaworthy, mm-hmm. and been using her for for semi legitimate work. And when right. we meet him, he's like getting his ass dragged to be sentenced to death for mm-hmm. smuggling. Mm-hmm. Oopsie doops. Um, he's an archer, and um, I feel bad for his beautiful merchant lover 
Uh, this man is a gay disaster, and I love that for him very much. Yeah, like, a lot of the first act of the book is devoted to um, his his gay Jewish lover um, trying to help break him out of prison uh, <laughs> and save him and for his whole crew from being crucified. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, were Chakraborty... Um, somebody who doesn't have all that experience like like if i if i tried to write a book like this that's that whole sequence would have been cut because it you know it, it is doing a lot of time it, it takes a lot of time to get through but like it does also um i think it provides a lot of just like help helping to build out the character of uh, amina and um and delilah and like kind of figuring out like showing what what they they're doing and like their hijinks because there's like a whole bit where uh they they uh, intentionally get arrested and then they're like oh no you found our our hashish. Ah, dang it. Oh. You don't that's not it's that's not our drugs officer. Please don't take them. And then and Delilah's like, "Yeah, you fucking pussy ass bitch. You you wouldn't you couldn't even fucking you can handle this shit. You can smoke that, you fucking babies." And they're like, "We're not we're not babies. Fuck you." And they take the the drugs that fall off her back and then immediately fall asleep. And then she's like, "Yeah, fucking idiot men." <laughs> Uh, and then, because, uh, you know, that's not the only, uh, that's not Timbu's only power. Um, he also has a cat I'm obsessed with. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Payasam, I think her name is. Payasam, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I was looking for it in my copy of the book. Payasam is useless. She has to be hand-fed. She has anxiety. And if the ship rocks a little bit, she falls off the roof. Mm-hmm. Amina fucking hates her. <laughs> And, and Piasam loves Amina, uh, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, <laughs> and I do appreciate that, you know, at the very end of the book, after all the disasters happen, Piasam shows up just like wet and, and pathetic, <laughs> uh, truly like a wet cat. Um, and then Amina's like, how the fuck are you still alive? <laughs> She's, she survives so much, um, yeah. which we will get to. <laughs> it's great. Um, anyway, so they, they break Tinbu and his, his, his crew out of prison, um, and, um, uh, Amina basically is like, hey, um, y'all are, are gonna obey me now, I'm the captain now, um, and, um, Well, from she, there- she, listen, I'm the captain now, also, here's the fattest sheep you've ever eaten, here's an allowance, right. here's right. all this shit, um, remember this when you start to think about the fact that your captain's a woman, Mm-hmm. Right. No, like that's that's part of this is like she's actually very, you know, very good at maintaining the crew's loyalty, despite the fact that like, you know, she she's also, you know, she is a woman. So like she does, she does get some disrespect from the crew at first. And like the, the first person who disrespects her, she's like, like punches his teeth out, Um, which which reminds me, um, I mean, it's fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, she's built like a brick shithouse uh, running around in a turban. And I love her very much. Um, and I do think it is a loss for the queer community that she likes men and men exclusively. Yeah, no, I, it's, it is just truly, we should have led with that. It's like, hey, this is a, w- w- this is a book about a huge stacked woman that's a pirate. Um, but yeah, it is unfortunate that she is horny for men. You know, listen, you, you gotta have a weakness. Uh, unfortunately, uh, hers is being heterosexual. Um, Terminally so, I would, I would say. Yeah, listen, same, I understand. Uh, it's hard out here for us. Um, but basically from there, they're trying to track down the last known associate of this uh, this guy, uh, Falco. And it's a man named Lath. And like, 
you know, basically what happens is that they like, you know, they they give him some money to try to, you know, get get some information. And what he tells them is that Falco is looking for the moon of Saba, which is a, a legendary magical pearl um, that is you know, said to, to grant its owner, you know, supernatural powers. Um, and, you know, he's about to give them more information, you know, because they keep giving him this money. But like as he's drinking in this pub, um, he starts coughing. Uh, and then once they finally like hand over a big sack of money to like get, get him to give up more information than the fact that the Pearl is quote on a big Island. Uh, um, he starts to choke to death on the coins they paid him. And then both Tinbu and I mean, are like, Hey, what the fuck? Yeah. The, hey, coins, the coins drain from the sack and appear in his throat. Pretty gruesome fucking death. Listen, this is a Shannon Chakraborty novel, like, right? This is fun, but also it's like, by the way, terrible, terrible death. Yeah, so Aaron and I have both been playing Baldur's Gate 3. Have you talked to the strange ox? Um, I've talked to some strange animals, but probably not, no. I don't okay. know what this is. There is an ox, and if you have to speak to animals, you speak to this ox, and he does jump scare you with gruesome images of murder a couple times. What? Um... That's how I felt sometimes reading this book. <laughs> it's I'm like, oh, it's the ox all over again. Yeah, there's some bits where it gets hairy. But yeah, I, I, I really liked that bit. I thought I was like, okay, let's establish this guy as a fucking weird um, wizard, an evil wizard, which which is very fun. It's fun um, until they meet him. I, I don't, I don't know. It, he, you know, he's very far removed from like Mickey Fantasia two thousand broom yeah. magic. Once you actually meet him, it's like, oh, this guy sucks. Um, but no, you know, he's scary, yeah. um, horrifying. Uh, basically, they they come back and they're like, hey, uh, hey, Salima, uh, you didn't tell us one because what what he also told them was that uh, her her granddaughter voluntarily went with um, Falco because she wanted to escape a marriage. Um, and she offered him the moon of Saba um, as as payment. So one, they confront Salima about that. Like, hey, you didn't tell us this. Two, he's a wizard who can kill kill people with fucking coins from miles and miles away. We're out. Um, and um, Salima is like, well, if you quit, I'll kill your family. <laughs> um, and um, uh, I mean, it's not thrilled about that. Understandably so. But, you know, seeing as she doesn't really have another option, she's like, okay, I'll go through uh, Dunia's things. Uh, and she finds some hints there and she has to go, you know, build her, you know, get get her the last member of her team, uh, which is Majed, who lives in Madagascar, her navigator. Um, how do you feel about Majed? I love him. He's just like a salty old man. And he has to keep this ragtag crew because he so he originally sailed with Amina's grandfather or father. Um, one of them. One, the the one leopard, leopard was the the sea leopard was her grandfather, I believe. Yeah, so he sailed with her, with her grandfather, and so he had a, he was a quote navigator with a checkered past, mm -hmm. and uh, he's great, and he has a beautiful, perfect family uh, in Madagascar, and um, I love his wife very much because mm -hmm. his wife is the only one who knows about his quote unquote checkered past, mm -hmm. and she brings her whole family above the Marawadi while Majed is like working on notes uh, to like try and piece together based on these like vague clues what island mm -hmm. they could possibly be talking about, and she comes on the boat and you know Amina's like oh you know like I'm 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 you know sorry to like disturb you or whatever and the wife is like mm, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, because I have a feeling you are not disturbing us whatsoever, and I have a feeling it is not the last you see of my husband. Wink. And mm -hmm. Amina at one point puts together, she's like, I think this 
him coming here was her fucking idea. <laughs> I think she, I think she knows he wants to be at sea and pushed him here. Um, but he's great. He wants to go to China very badly. Um, and he, him and Amina bicker like siblings as they should. He's great. I, I, he's he's the only he's the only brain cell on the entire ship. Yeah, no, it's it's very funny. He's he's definitely the responsible one out of these, you know, these like 40 somethings. He's like a 50 or 60 something. And he's just like, you all got to fucking pull your shit together. Um, One thing that I I, bringing up China makes me think that, like, you know, I feel like this is set up to be a a trilogy or, you know, at least a, a series. Um, I don't know if you you got that, but I would love to see like you, you know a continuation of this and then like go to go to China. That'd be that would be really fun. You know, fingers crossed. I could take it or leave it, only in the sense that like I I have a few. It, it definitely has the like. Put how to put this. I personally would love to hear more about Amina and her adventures, but I am also of the sort that like if it doesn't need a sequel, it doesn't need a sequel. And I think this right. I think this is set up in such a way. Where yes, you could serialize her adventures, but also there's there's something kind of fun in not knowing what happened before or after. Right. Um, so I could go either way, and if Shannon Chakraborty stands to make a fucking fat sack of money from more Amina Al Sarafi book, I I will be first in line. Right. That's kind of where I come down to is like, yes, you know, I do think stories should end, but also publishing uh, is a machine that turns out trilogies. So um, that's that's kind of what it seemed like they were setting up uh, in case. But, you know, I've, I haven't heard anything about whether or not this book has been commercially successful. So um, I hope so. It's delightful. Yeah, it's great. Fingers crossed. Anyway, um, basically, Majed figures out that these um, notes in Junya's room are leading back to the island of Socotra, which is a really big island off the coast of Yemen. Um, so they sail there. Uh, and one thing that, um, you know, Amina's like, hey, it's weird that, like, this legendarily, like, terrible, cursed island, um, you know, with, with all these bad weather patterns around it, it's weird that we've had perfect weather for 10 days. Um, and everybody's like, hey, Amina, chill out. It's, it's good that we have good weather. But, you know, as soon as they, like, get on the island... Um, she takes, uh, I think she takes, uh, Delilah and Tinbu with her, um, and they immediately run into Raksh, who is, uh, the aforementioned demon husband. How do you feel about Raksh? Uh, I love him. I think he's probably one of my favorite. Him and Amina are probably my favorite characters. He sucks, right? He's terrible. Yes, yep. <laughs> he is a, he's, he's fairly ill-defined in the sense that, uh, every time Amina calls him a demon or whatever, he's like not a demon. It's kind of like in in um, the Good Place, Janet. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, Janet's a girl, not a girl. Same thing, mm-hmm. demon, not right. a demon. And the whole thing is that you know he is a thing that's like slightly too ancient to comprehend. And the closest you get to it is understanding that he is a spirit of discord, and in mm-hmm. particular, discord caused by ambition. Right. And when you find out how him and Amina met. I was in fucking hysterics because it is truly the most just batshit set of circumstances. They both got hammered and got Mm -hmm. married so they could fuck. And it entrapped them in this relationship forever. (laughs) 
Um, well, that's like the reason that he does. He she prevents them him from killing all of them is like, oh, she tells him that like in Islam only a woman can ish- initiate divorce, um, and like it requires a big long ritual when in fact it does not. Um, but like she, but Raksh is stupid enough to believe it, so that's how you know they get him on on their side. But uh, I I highlighted the bit that um where she's talking about how she met Raksh, um, because like. Uh, she's talking about how like you know once they finally got married the the passage is uh let us simply say the marriage was well consummated in every way in ways indeed not even i who had heard every sort of foul mouth boast from sailors and pirates had known was possible (laughs) which like it is very funny for amina to be making this this you know she's telling this story to jamal um like this this nerd scribe and she's like listen i'm not gonna go into detail but I did fuck the shit out of that that demon. <laughs> I fucked that shit fun. out of that demon in creative ways, in w- ways that were too athletic for me to recount, and mm-hmm. in ways I did not think <laughs> was capable. Geometry and it. physics have not caught up to the ways in which we did it, uh, and even you he was impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it's it's great. I love it. I love how horny she is. I love how much. Uh, she just like ruined her whole life because she she is is so into him. There's another passage after this where she's like, you know, um, she got gets distracted by like how his lungi is is very thin, uh, quote so thin it was impossible not to notice that his backside still looked plump enough to bounce a dinar off, which is like yes, <laughs> so funny. He listen. They do fuck again, which I think yes, is a decision that's... so hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, the whole time he... Because he's like, a, he's not a human being. He doesn't give a fuck. Every time she talks to him, he's like, well, we could fuck. Mm-hmm. That would pass the time. I'm yeah. bored. You're bored. I don't really hold grudges like humans, even though you <laughs> locked me in a box and threw me at the bottom of the ocean. No hard feelings. You know, like, let's... Let's bone. And she's like, I will fucking cut you open. And then finally at the end, she relents. She's like, all right, we got an hour. Sure. She's she's so tired. And he is so hot. And she's like, ooh, fine. Fine, 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 fine. And she fucks him and then promptly ties him to a raft and sets him off to sea. Mm -hmm. And as as he floats away, he's like, but you let us have sexual intercourse. (laughs) like team rocket blasting off again and her friends are like you fucking what you dumb whore <laughs> she's like what they're like we're god married. damn it we're married it's still fine it's fine i i haven't divorced him he's also her, her fifth husband which is really funny um because like she um you know her no, code he's her is- fourth He's yes, her, you're right. He's her fourth, and she's looking. She's she was looking for a fifth. For looking for a fifth. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, no, because she she won't have sex because she like found religion, and she's like, no, I won't have anybody unless we're you know, have sex with anyone unless we're married. So she has <laughs> she had three previous husbands, uh, the only one of whom parted amicably with her. I think she killed the other two. Yeah, that's the implication. <laughs> um, I mean, a rules great character of all time. <laughs> Um, uh, real loss for the queer community. I keep, I keep saying, I support women's wrongs. Yeah, uh, one day um, we'll write that fanfic. Um, so anyway, they, you know, they're on the island. They sneak into uh, Falco's camp. Uh, they, they find out that he's also like a, you know, a murderer. Right? He like destroyed a, a group of villagers who live on the island, um, and you know, enslaved a bunch of the other ones. Um, so they like go in. They, they free, they free the villagers. But Amina has to stay behind. 
Um, and she has this conversation with Falco, who is, you know, like this, you know, wizard priest soldier guy. Um, and he's basically like, listen, I fought in the Crusades, you know, then I fought all over Europe. Um, and it turns out uh, there is no god, or if there is a god, he sucks. So I'm going to kill him. Uh, he is the protagonist of a JRPG video game, except he sucks. Um, and um, I mean, it's like, hey, okay, I don't want to help you, though. And he's like, well, I guess you're going to have no choice. And he summons the... Um, the Merid, and like this is where we start getting into the mythology from Devabad, right? Because you know Merids are, are, you know, they're like legendary, like in in our real world, like you know water spirits. But they they're they're these Merids are very different from the Devabad ones, right? I don't know how much you remember. I don't remember because the whole Devabad lot, ones but... were kind of like sea people, right? And then this one's a big fuck off sea scorpion with tentacles, right? Exactly. Uh, it rules. He is like enslaved it by like crashing a chip onto it and then using that ship as a, to create a crown of like like a, a cr- like very much like in Baldur's Gate um there's a crown that like keeps the the creature um imprisoned uh which is very cool um i love love an evil crown um but basically you know he he uses his evil magics and he puts like a like a scorpion stinger in amina uh, forces her to drink it. Uh, thankfully, Rock is able to pull it out after um, uh, Dahlia or Delilah shows up uh, and throws um, what is essentially just gunpowder, just straight up gunpowder, into the fires and just like explodes half of his like mercenary force, um, and they escape. Um, and uh, they're like, "Okay, well, I found out that Dunya actually escaped from them, and he, you know, that's what Falco wanted to do is uh, ally with Amina and, and try to track her down because he he sunk, he destroyed his ship to take over the Merid, um, which um, was perhaps not the wisest choice." Um, they do eventually find Dunya. They, they rescue her. Dunya explains her part of the story about why she ran away. She doesn't want to be in this marriage um, because she's um, trans. Um, and you know she doesn't have words for it to describe it yet. Um, but like that's kind of what she's feeling, and she's like, I can't, I can't really do this. Right. Um, well, to clarify, and, she... and then um, you know, uh, um, she also reveals that like her her knowledge of magical artifacts and stuff is is what led to the massacre in the village. And me is like, all right, I, I really sympathize with you, kid, but like you got to go home. You know too much, and you're getting people killed. Um, right. But then the marriage shows up and um, just completely wrecks their shit. <laughs> um, and um, Falco takes over their boat and, you know, she negotiates. Amina negotiates like, hey, please keep everybody alive. Um, and Ardunia actually helps helps negotiate that. But, um, you yeah, know. By smashing the tablet with the instructions to the Pearl of Saba and mm-hmm. going, it's all up here now, motherfucker. What you gonna do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to clarify, like, Dunya is... Like, she wants to transition, but, like, right. you know, being locked in this marriage with um, the governor of the town in which she resides, so there's, like, political right. pressure on the union, um, doesn't exactly allow for that. And Amina then is caught in a rock and hard place because she's like, okay, so either you get, I don't know, kidnapped and killed by this evil Spanish wizard, or I take you home and you're in an unhappy marriage, but you're safe. Hmm. Um, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but we're fucking going home. And that's when the, the marriage shows up. I think there's some, like, really good, really crazy imagery in, in this scene of, like, when, when the marriage, like, uses its tentacles to lift the ship. 
yeah. over its fucking head, and she just looks down, and the waves are far yeah. away. Ooh. Yeah, and she's she's like, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. Like, it's it's really good, you know, like, I think a lot, like, you know, for, for American audiences, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is probably the, the closest touchstone that you get to this, but, like, I truly think that, like, this is this is exactly what those, those you know, movies are trying to go for, is just, like, big, spectacular, you know, um, high stakes, like, naval, you know, shenanigans, and, like, it's, it's a really great all like that's I, I you know i i, I posted on blue sky about this but i was like this is the shit that makes books good like craft is one thing you know it's one thing to be like hey i i use variation in my sentences i you know i set up my my plot hooks ahead of time so that way when they pay off it feels satisfying but sometimes you just got to put a big fucking sea monster on the cover of your book and then the sea monster shows up and it's like oh shit there's a sea monster this rules um that's writing baby <laughs> That's writing, baby. And then it only gets... Honestly, this was a point at which I looked at how much was left in the book, and I'm like, okay, things are about to start moving very quickly. <laughs> well, here, I kind of feel the opposite, because, like, so Amina is, is killed, essentially, right? Or she's nearly killed, right? Uh, Falco stabs her, throws her off the edge, um, you know, and, and Amina barely survives um, and is able to, you know, draw, you know... What's the, how do you move paddle. a boat? What is paddle? paddle. Yeah, basically, yeah. she paddles a, a scrap of you know lumber uh, until she finds an island, and then on the island, a bunch of fucking batshit stuff starts happening. And I, I just said out loud, "What the fuck? What is happening in this book?" We I, get the Perry. We get Rakshas there who fucking mm-hmm. coward ass coward ass fled, and for some reason, Amina's never been able to hurt him before. But right. on this island, she can. And she's she's she tries to kill him. She's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you. You're awful. You fled. You goddamn stupid idiot coward." And he negotiates his way back into her neutral graces. He's never mm-hmm. quite in her good graces. Right. Um, and then you start getting shit like the Perry Court. You start getting a Perry political insurrectionist. You start getting mm-hmm. like magic well, shit. Do you know who that insurrectionist is? I feel like I should have, and then I just I couldn't. He's in Devabod. He I think he dies in the first book, but he helps um the protagonist of Devabod, I believe. Oh. But it's Kaiser, yeah. Was I it think that's- I'm that same that same Perry, I believe so. I think I was this is wondering a, if that an universe thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's a little bit too much attention paid to him, and like, I looked it up later, and he he there is a Perry named Kaiser that appears in Davabod. I'd have to go back and reread City of Copper. And I think there was only City Brass. There, I think there was only. Uh, I think there was only the one Perry, and that comes and says it. That's I I yes. I was wondering if that was him, but I yeah I didn't. Do my you know due diligence. More, more, you know, I think that movie cinematic universes are are bad, but I think author cinematic universes are good. So, uh, not cinematic, are, actually, explicitly not cinematic universes. Tie-ins. It's really just a tie-in, considering like one of these stories took place uh, very much in Egypt, right? That's where he showed up last time, and now he's right. shown up uh, in I forget which. They traverse several countries. I, I, he's I guess like on this magical south, island. He's southeast of where the David Bad trilogy takes place. Okay, yeah. So this is yeah, in the yeah. Socotra area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy, crazy stuff happening. That's it's fun. I here's the thing. Like I, I wouldn't have put this section in the book. Uh, you know, I I think it's very fun. I do I do feel like it's a little bit convenient just to be like, and then she gets magic superpowers. Um, but like, hey, you know, this isn't like a. I think this is a fun story. It is working in a different mode. You didn't think uh, that the, the protagonist of the Davidbod trilogy turning out to be a secret princess healer was convenient? 
but that's that that is part of the story, right? That's like every fantasy is like, oh, you're secretly, you know, a magically important person, right? That that's a lot of fantasy, um, you know, storytelling, right? And it makes sense for for I think what the the politics shit was going on in that book was, you know, this one really does feel like. And then I showed up to a magic island and I became stronger, and the the magic island gave me the powers to defeat the the people that I've been trying to fight after. You know, I you know I, I don't want to say that Chakraborty wrote herself into a corner. That's not what I'm saying, but it is just like a weird thing to just be like you know at the at the the lowest point then you kind of get to a, a completely different weird place that gives you you know the hyperbolic time chamber i think it i think it tracks for me in this like style of storytelling because i think it is very much yeah. emulating like a like a folktale and folktales right. read like this sometimes right it's like right oh and, and then it stumbled into the very thing that they need <laughs> I think that's a better way. Like this is in this is very much in the style of similarly like to how David Bod, right? It makes sense for her to be a magical princess for whatever reason. I, I think you're right. It does make sense for uh, Al Sarafi to show up on a magic island, right? If you're going to show up on a magic island, it's going to happen in a pirate, you know, thing uh, after after you know you've lost everything and um, think you know, of it's, this, it's 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 fine. Think of this as the Fast and Furious of the book world, right? Like, of course, there's a crane there that you can swing into another car. She's right. the fucking Vin Diesel of this shit. She is kind of the Vin Diesel of this of this universe, which you gotta you gotta respect. Um, again, um, Universal Studios, if you'd like anybody to write a novelization of any um, five on Fast Five onward, uh, I'll write a novelization of any of those books. Um, talk to my agent, uh, but like. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think that I'm I'm not it's not like a criticism it's just like a weird thing that happens really right, it's, it stood out to you that makes sense. it stood out to me um it, it's not a choice that I would personally make but I do understand why Chaka Bordy makes it yeah um, I don't but it's, it's, I, I don't write in the folktale style either right so right. like I I wouldn't make it either but I enjoy reading it because I grew up on folktale so like it's fun yeah. It's it's just like it's just like there's a bit where like she's in a forest and she's like what the fuck is happening and then like like a fruit falls down from the tree and the fruit is like a little monkey person and then like a huge evil like bat just swoops out and eats it in front of her and she's just like I guess this is my life now just like watching wild <laughs> dream sequence shit happening uh, and then and that's when she finds um um Raksh and, and they they you know negotiate with the Perry court um and base this is where I was talking about how it seems like it's set up for more books which is that they're like okay fine if you find uh you know five more magical artifacts or whatever you know we'll we'll grant you permission to live um and she's like fine sure whatever um and Kaiser takes her basically she just like gets on his back they fly back to Socotra uh and then she meets the um the the other pirate clans What's the name of the big dude with the cool ship? Magnum. Um, yeah, and basically they they find these uh, pirate dudes, um, and most of them don't want to help her, but Magnum, who is like the fucking... <laughs> I don't know how to describe Magnum, except like he is like the most um, bro-ass pirate <laughs> I can imagine. It's just like, yeah, I'm fucking cool. Yeah, do you want to fuck? No, it's cool if you don't want to fuck. Anyway, my ship has flamethrowers. <laughs> Like, he's the fucking man. I love him. He rules so hard because the Pirate Council clearly fucking hates him. And yeah. he walks in there, like, pussy forward, and he's like, oh, you guys are meeting without me. Oh, my feelings are hurt. Anyway, uh, your pussy asses don't want the fucking <laughs> treasure she's talking about, so I'm going to take it. Go fuck yourselves. Let's go. <laughs> like, 
yep exactly that's exactly what happens <laughs> and and, he, and she's like thanks brando uh, and he gives he gives her a meteorite knife which is sick <laughs> and she's like thanks dude this is cool uh, like this is this is what i'm talking about it's just like she just keeps getting shit and it's like okay sure it's so funny because like she's talking to him she's like okay you don't happen to have like i don't know a blessed sword or like I don't know, like an iron, a thing made out of like iron. And he's like, have you been talking to my crew? And she's like, no. (laughs) And he's like, ah, come on. (laughs) He takes her down and kills her with this dagger. It is like, it is such a fresh breath of fresh air of a scene in comparison to like the Marit. Dunya's gone. The crew is kidnapped. (laughs) Everything is terrible. Raksh is there. The Perrys are throwing her to her death. It's just this escalation. And then there's just this guy. He's yeah. Like, yeah, bro. I want the jewels. You want the girl. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, and then they they do. They with the help of um, Magnan's pirates, they lead a two pronged assault. He um, very bravely, in my opinion, takes on the Merid. Um, and like you know, his ship is. I don't. I think his ship survives. I think. I think they're able to like scare it off with fire until the point where it, you know it, it comes onto land. But you know, she takes. She leads a raid on on the the camp, and with her superpowers, um, is able to to mostly defeat uh, Falco's crew, um, and then um, well, one member of it, and then uh, out of fucking fire and flame, uh, Tinbu with his broken ass leg runs out and helps her finish the job. Yeah, the last dude. Um, and they they like uh, unplug them. They like the she can start with because she's been magically enhanced. She can see all the tethers that ha- like 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 the tether that had been put into her. She can see all of those tied to all the crew. Um, and like um, you know, like there's at one point where she's like freeing one person, and she's like, "Hey, I freed you." And she's like, and the, the dude is like, "I." let my cousin get eaten alive for this. I wanted this. What are you talking about, freed me? And she's like, all right, whatever. Stabs him to death. Um, uh, but like, you know, it, it's fun. It's cool. It's like, it's like just a little bit fucked up, which I like, um, but it's still not, not so fucked up that it like ruins the whole tone. Um, well, there's uh, the most fucked up scene was, so while they're, for, well, the first time they they arrive in Socotra, like while they're still looking for, uh, Falco and all of them, uh, they come across this, like, desecrated village. Right. And uh, there are three elders that suffered, like, this horrible, slow death, and they have to take them down and bury them. And it's like this... And the whole time, Amina's freaking out because she can, like, feel something watching her, and it's Raksh. So yeah. it's, like, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I, like, that scene, it, it, like, it is the adult version for lack of a better comparison, it is the adult version of that scene in Mulan where they're singing a girl worth fighting for, and mm-hmm. then they come across that fucking village. Like, mm-hmm. that is the starkness with which the tone, like, changes. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, you know, we, we love to see it. I, I think it's, I, yeah, like, I, I think the, the tone does shift very quickly, but it's basically always to emphasize, like, how terrible Falco is. Yeah, Falco's um, a fucked up guy. Yeah. Anyway, um... One one thing that the Perry Court told uh, Amina was that like the the Merids really treat uh, favors really importantly, um, or Kaiser did not not the the, the court but um, yeah, I- illegally yeah uh, basically she is able to free the Merid um, from Falco's magic uh, and the Merid is like okay I'm gonna stop trying to kill you for now uh, she goes she fights Falco in like an evil chamber um, and like what happens is that Dunya reverses the inscription on the chamber. So instead of, um, you know, him getting all the power of the pearl, which is also a wash basin, by the way, um, uh, 
the the person who is trapped inside the pearl gets inside Falco. Um, and I just kind of like the scene that happens because like he's not actively hostile. He's just like kind of confused. He's just kind of like shooting like moonbeams out of his eyes and like kind of just causing general havoc. She's like, God damn it. Uh, and then the Marid comes and like tears the roof off of the thing. And, you know, the, the spirit shoots back up into the into the sky where it belongs. And um, then they, they finish off Falco and, and that's it, basically. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then uh, they get to they get to go home, and uh, it's nice because like you know, uh, Amina gets reunited with her family, and they all like hang out aboard the Marawadi, and you can tell that like she's kind of finally come to terms with the fact that she has to give her daughter some freedom, and like mm-hmm. you know, she misses the life at sea, and maybe someday like her daughter will join her um, on the ship. Uh, and so they're like, you know, finally she's telling her daughter about her own checkered fucking past. Uh, and it's just like a really nice ending. And the big reveal at the end is that the scribe she's been yelling at the entire time. <laughs> One of my favorite passages in the book is uh, Amina is like in the library of um, Dunya's like grandma, like looking for clues as to where mm-hmm. she could find the the granddaughter. And she's like... It was creepy as shit. There were all sorts of shit down there, including, you know, like, polished artifacts or whatever, and cocks. And yes, those cocks, too. Don't, hey, Jamal, no, you fucking stop that. You sit down. How do you think I fucking felt being surrounded by dead animals and stone penises all day? You get back to that. <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. it's You scary. write that shit down. <laughs> you write I was that there. shit down. That was context. That was important context. <laughs> I did not get paid enough for that. <laughs> So it's like a lot of that, like she'll right. interrupt her own narrative to to yell at Jamal and Jamal will write it down. And the reveal mm-hmm. is that uh, Dunya rejects uh, her grandmother's proposal, quote unquote, runs away. And I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know where your granddaughter is. Not technically a lie because out comes Jamal. Right. Very sweet. I liked it a lot. Yep. That's nice. It's It's a nice ending. You know, I, I really like the use of Jamal as as a tone piece to like kind of like, you know, act as the voice of the narrator, but still gave gave Amina her own voice. So like I think I think that's a wise choice to to have like that that kind of like narr- narratorial um you know aspect in there. Um but yeah, no, I know I think it wraps up very well. It's very fun. Um I think it was just generally like a, a very fun read. I really I really enjoyed it. I think Chakraborty's, you know crushing it you know it is a big switch from all the political machinations of devabod but like you know that's it's still like a a neat fun adventure which like i you got to give it up i was like a little bit scared going into it because i remembered there were parts of the devabod trilogy that like broke my heart that were like Mm -hmm. hard to read and oh fellas friends in the audience I'm going through it right now. I got the depressies, and I don't. I didn't know if I could handle a chakraborty special, especially after Babel, <laughs> um, and you know R.F. Kuang, uh, leaving that tragedy at my fucking feet. Um, but no, this was a delightful and fun read, and I'm really glad. I'm really, really glad we did it. And it, bittersweet that it's so it's such fun, and this is our last episode for two months. Yep, ain't that the way? Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have a marketing minute because like, this is the kind of story we would invent in a marketing minute. I really, truly think so. It, you know, horny ex-pirate mom in her 40s kills crusaders and fucks demons is like, that's that's mortified. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, congrats, uh, Miss, Mrs. Chakraborty, you have a spot on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, listen, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, come, come, come on, anytime, come through. Um, 
but yeah, you know, um, just keep it, keep that in mind, listeners. We'll we'll be um, we'll be taking a, a hiatus for for a couple months, but we'll be back and we'll do more unhinged shit then. Um, until then, Layla, where can we be found on the internet? You can find me at l e y l s e s on Blue Sky and Tumblr. Um, I just wrote an essay. I wrote an essay about turning thirty. Um, a thing I'm doing in November, uh, and it's like half me waxing melancholy, uh, like a sad slav, as is my right, and then uh, half an anecdote about a Fall Out Boy concert. So if that sounds like it's up your alley, read it. <laughs> That's all I'm really up to. It's a it's a generally very good essay. Uh, Thanks. So I think y'all should read it. Um. You can find me on Blue Sky at AA Voigt. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at Monster Factory Fanfic. You can find me on YouTube at AA Voigt, where I just released a, an episode about Aaron King's Patchwork World, um, but also about how when you are creating art, uh, mostly tabletop games, but really any art, um, it is okay to you know not polish your stuff. Um, it, the most important thing is you know the words that you're putting into it, and um, you know the heart and, and the story that you're telling. So. Um, check that out if that sounds like that's interesting to you. Um, I do another podcast with my friends Michael and Josh. That's um, the Bible Boys. Um, we're also on hiatus for that because Josh um, is trying very hard to educate the youth of tomorrow. Um, and also I'm moving. Um, but yeah, check that out if uh, Christian media is interesting to you and and the ways in which um, it, it is weird. Uh, our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla. How shall we end uh, this episode of Mortified? You let us have sexual intercourse! <laughs> Ding! <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Meowth, that's right. Meowth, that's right.